Good morning, good morning. It is almost 10 o'clock. So as usual, we try to go live just slightly before. Um, we don't have our special intro video yet, but you know, we are just really simple two CPAs want to have coffee and chit chat about accounting, tax and business strategies. So we're not <laughs> so focused on the fancy stuff. We are all about the education that we want to give to our audience. So Good morning, everyone, and thanks so much for joining us today on Coffee Time with Maria and Pedro. Uh, for those of you who are returning, thank you so much for your support. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, please give us a thumbs up or a hands up or something in the comments so we know you have just joined us for the first time and we welcome you. Um, I want to encourage you to please uh, uh, subscribe to my channel, my YouTube channel, Marie Teresa on CPA. Also follow me on LinkedIn and um, Facebook, Marie Torres and CPA as well, um, so that you'll know whenever we go live, uh, which is every Thursday at 10 o'clock Eastern time. Um, again, uh, just a quick introduction. Uh, my name is Marie Tarosian. Uh, I'm a certified public accountant and a chartered global management accountant, an experienced auditor and a CFO. Um, I'm a, currently as a CPA advisor and transformation coach. I've, uh, I've authored a, a couple of books and, uh, and I've created evaluation MT methodology, which is in the process of being copyrighted right now. And I use that process to help business owners to take them from their first million to 10 million and more. And that is what I love to do. I love to help business owners grow their, grow and scale their business. Um, uh, and uh, as always, uh, my, my feature guest is always my colleague and my tax colleague, Pedro Gonzalez, CPA. Welcome, Pedro. Good morning, Marie. <laughs> good, morning, good morning, everybody. Pedro Gonzalez, CPA, uh, business and tax strategist. Uh, my passion is uh, to help uh, businesses lower uh, their taxes, uh, improve their cash flow, and designing uh, strategies uh, for their exit uh, to be successful exits. Uh, as I mentioned before, we all are going to exit. It just depends on how we're going to exit. So that's our goal is to help you uh, uh, address those, those uh, aspects uh, that tends to affect uh, individually or in the business. You know, cash flow is the lifeblood of any business, regardless of size and industry. And taxation erodes our wealth. If you do nothing, uh, it will definitely erode your wealth. And the exit, you know, we all need to be preparing. Develop, uh, a plan on how you're going to exit uh, your, your business venture. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then just to give a, a quick uh, um, <clears throat> summary of what we've talked about in the past uh, for our audience who haven't been uh, with us before, um, we've talked about self-employment uh, related taxes, tax forms. We've talked about bookkeeping, uh, accounting records. Um, and we did a full series on tax planning in all, pretty much all of November and early December. Um, and last week, we specifically covered, um, you know, year-end closing process. So if you, if you did not see last week's episode, please make sure to go back and watch that so that you can get your business ready for a proper year-end closing. Um, so today's subject, what we want to cover is mainly... Um, partnership as, as a whole, very high level, very general, what are partnerships, you know, how are they taxed? Um, and then we want to go a little bit into uh, agreements that, that that are very important as part of uh, a partnership. So let's start with that, uh, Pedro. Why don't we just cover a little bit about um, what partnerships are and, and general taxation? 
Yeah, the, the partnership uh, is uh, the simplest way to look at it. is in essence like uh, at least uh, two individuals getting together uh, to form a, a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, the difference uh, of, let's say, for example, a joint venture where basically where they're not necessarily getting married, the, the, the partnership is a, is, a, is a true formation where they're going to come together and form one unit. Uh, to work under one umbrella, and uh, it could be two businesses coming together to form one of another business. It could be two individuals uh, or individual and a, and a business. So there's different forms that you can form a partnership, an LLC, um, and it's a, it's an instrument that can be used uh, again uh, to shield uh, uh, interest. Uh, I'm sorry, interest uh, to shield uh, from uh, uh, to protect your interest and, and shield right. from. From personal liability. Liability, correct. Yes. So that's that's in general. I mean, uh, the, that's the why the formation of partnerships, LLCs. The same happens. Uh, you know, why form a corporation? Is to yep. it, you're creating as a separate entity uh, from yourself or your existing business. Like I said, you can have two businesses that can decide to join. Uh, it could be in this case, it's not a merger. It will be two businesses coming together to form, for example, a new business. Mm-hmm. Uh, new entity. So Corporation right. A, Corporation B, now going to form Corporation C. Correct. And so that becomes a, a new entity separate from the, from all the two corporations. So right. there's different formations that you can see that is done for legal purposes, is done for strategic purposes. Uh, and so, you know, without getting uh, into, you know, uh, a lot of the detail, the taxation of that is going to, again, depends on the 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 uh for tax purposes what happens too is that you know one is illegal mm-hmm. you can be for example an llc but right. you can elect to be taxed as an s corp for example you correct know? or to be taxed as a, as a as a as a c corp you can also elect to be treated as a corporation so you know that's why you see in and we you might in something to remember you know what i mean one when you do an llc mm-hmm. it's automatically tax as a, as a partnership if you do nothing you form an llc you go to your state do the documentation that entity is a it, the presumption is is a partnership if there's more than one owner correct more than one yes. good point yes otherwise a single member is a considered it's disregarded entity correct it will be yes. just as if you were doing uh, business on your own but it provides you a shield uh Absolutely. for big purposes yes then, yes uh, yeah. So then what happens is that a LLC can decide we want to be taxed as a corporation. You don't lose your LLC status with uh, the state, but for tax purposes, we want to be a corporation. So now you, for tax purposes, now you'll be considered, and that's why you see sometimes those LLCs filing 1120 instead mm-hmm. of 1065. Now, if you want to go a step further and say, well, we want to we, we wanna take advantage of an S-Corp, then you got to do another filing, and that is, uh, I want to be now uh, be treated as an S corp, and then that's where you have to do the twenty five fifty three. Then to elect, the corporation now wants to elect to be an S corp. So yes. it's a it's a two step process, and sometimes, uh, and I've seen some cases people forget they elect the S the corp, but they forget to do the S corp election. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and then. One of the key things that you mentioned is, uh, you know, an, an agreement, right? The operating yeah. agreement for partners to be able to 
behave as expected, <laughs> I guess, in, in, in lack of a better term, like how they're going to operate this new, new, new business that they started together. So that's one, one very key thing. Yeah, w- within the within the the, uh, the document, uh, the formation, why it's important to have uh, proper legal advice is that you're going to have an operating agreement that this is dictates how you know how in essence how we're going to operate. Uh, one of the the other documents that many times it does not get discussed. I mean, you, you know, I'm, I'm sure it people are familiar with their operating agreements, uh, the articles of incorporation, articles of yes. organization, and so on. Those are kind of pretty standard, but one that, that tends to be overlooked, and that is a buy-sell agreement. Mm-hmm. And this is something that you and I were discussing uh, yesterday and a couple of days before that is a yes. buy-sell agreement and how is, why is that important as part of your, your formation uh, and, and the reason being is because the buy-sell agreement, you know, basically what it is, is a legal binding contract. In essence, it's going to lay out, one is the operating, how are we going to operate? Right. The buy-sell agreement is what happens if an event occurs uh, that could be either voluntary, like, for example, retirement, certain things that we don't think about, you know what I mean? But should be part of the planning you know two sure. these two individuals get together just like in marriage but mm-hmm. what happens if one of one of the partners decide i'm going to retire right right what are we, how are we going to buy or sell that that, that uh, portion of the interest yes exactly yes. and so but then also other events that can happen disability what happens if uh, one of the partners get disabled uh death divorce bankruptcy you know so you have the operating agreement in essence it's kind of your day-to-day operation but then sure what happens in these eventualities that is you know there's a it's going to happen we talked about exit strategies you know it's yes. going to happen either voluntarily yes. or involuntarily right and so we have to prepare for that this is one of the things that we look into as part of the, the exit strategies and uh, you know making sure that your business is properly set up and it has the proper documentation to protect the interest. And you're building a business, you're putting together an effort to build an asset, you got to protect it. And so why is that important, uh, this buy-sell agreement? I, I asked uh, the people is, how well do you get along with the, uh, the spouse of your partner? Mm. <laughs> and the reason is, uh, you know, many times, and even if you get along with the, the, the spouse, that's not, you know, the, the reason of the question is to get you to touch the thinking is that, if something happens to your partner, the spouse may become your new partner in the business. Sure. And and I, you might get along with the, the, the spouse, but you got to think about, is he or she qualified to be your partner in this business Absolutely. venture? You join forces with this other individual because of the qualifications of, of the two of you that you decide yes. you and I can form an entity and, and, and be better. Yes. But the spouse may not be qualified. Or, you know, in, in some other cases, actually, you don't get along with the, the, the partner. I mean, the, the spouse of the partner. What about the children? What if, what if in the case of passing the, the, the shares to the spouse, the children take over? Now you have these teenagers now owners of, of your business. <laughs> right. You, you know, that would be scary. Yeah. <laughs> How to, exactly. And yeah. so that that's why the buy sell agreement becomes so important is that, mm-hmm. that you're protecting this interest that you guys have formed 
you know, part of it is that you, you know, you have this other party you're protecting is to make sure that that interest does not go somewhere else without at least you having a say on it. Yeah. At least you have a, a say as far as, you know, uh, in essence, a, in essence, a first right of refusal to at least yes. let me acquire it before Absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. it goes somewhere else. Let me at least give me the right to to take uh, that that interest or sure. for me to select a new partner that will buy the, that interest, you know, so a way that a mechanism that's going to allow you to do that. Right. So that's why, you know, it should be a, a document that, that has to be. And I encourage everybody to, to take a look at, do you have the document? Has it been updated? Because sometimes what happens is, that, you know, you may have hired somebody, they probably put all these documents for you. But just like uh, insurances, I encourage people, you should be reviewing this on an ongoing basis if the, yes. the, the, the entity that was formed or when the document was drafted is, is, is a different entity, has grown, has uh, evolved. That document that you might have in your hands right now may no longer be valid. Right. So you exactly. have to update it. Uh, review it, you know, make the necessary changes, uh, addendums that need to be uh, incorporated to make mm -hmm. sure that it's valid uh, today based on the circumstances that you guys have uh, today. So in, in a nutshell, that, that's why I see that, that it is important to have uh, a, a, a buy-sell agreement. You know, it, it creates, a, a, in essence, a market for an interest that typically does not have a market. So you have to realize mm -hmm. that we're, and this is more specifically for privately held corporations. See, if you own interest in a publicly traded company, you're not going to encounter so much of an issue. And right. actually, you know, it's, it's an easy market. You you own, I don't know, shares in XYZ Corporation that is right. publicly traded. Number one, there is a, a ready market to buy the, those shares. Number two, there is a, a already an easy way to value because it's, you're going to sell it. Okay, so how much is the value of those shares? Well, you go to the Wall Street Journal, say, market, oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. it's, 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 or you go to a stockbroker, and if yes. you happen to have actual possession of, of the shares, you go to a stockbroker and say, listen, I, I have these shares, I need to sell it. So it, it, you you can easily dispose of it, and number two, uh, to have evaluation of it. But in privately held, corporate, privately held corporations, that's not the case. So the buy-sell agreement also stipulates uh, a, it will give some guidance about the valuation of that of those shares. So it will create a, a value and number two, a market for that for those shares. Um, it also prevents uh, breakdowns in management in operation. You know, what I mean? because uh, one of the concerns you start growing this business, and if there's any any uh, turmoil at, at the top level, it can right. also affect the operation, the day to day operation. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So. You know, things, uh, again, to keep in mind uh, when um, you have uh, any time, any time that you have, a, in essence, a, a, a venture with, you know, multiple partners involved, a buy-sell agreement uh, needs to be there to, to protect uh, everybody. And the best time to do it is not at the deathbed in a hospital uh, situation or when already a casualty has happened. Yes. It's going to make it very difficult. The time is, uh, you know, especially at the early stages when, all of the partners, in essence, are in essence in the romance. You know what I mean? It's a kind of agreeable. You know what I mean? They're, they're yes. still in that, in that positive mindset. Correct. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Don't wait until there's already a dispute between the owners. 
it's going to be right. very difficult to get it done at that time. And in addition to that, also protect the the spouse of of the of the uh, departing uh, members, because again, uh, the 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 spouse, the one that was in the business, put a timing to that. That interest has value for that family. Absolutely. So this mechanism also provides, and it's possible that listen, uh, the spouse has no interest in getting involved in your business. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I don't want to be part of But I know that my spouse devoted time and i want to make sure that that whatever value be transferred to my family is absolutely so this mechanism is to protect not only the partners individually but also protecting the the interests of the spouses that are in many cases left uh there's already a financial distress at that moment or losing it for example an eventuality or, death, or even that. disability yes uh the financial stress is going to cause into that family so creating this kind of mechanism is going to help uh, also uh that family uh, uh at that level uh ways uh in something that that again gets uh missed is the funding how you're gonna now yes buy those the point Gets because the, what happens yes. you're going to see is a lot of times you have the document let's say that it's updated but the other question that i like to ask of the people okay how are you gonna let's say for example something happens today yeah do you have the funding to buy out your partner and most likely is the answer is no so right. how are you going to go and, and buy those the, those shares how are you going to talk to the spouse of that of that partner to tell the spouse listen we don't have the money right right how are you going to explain that so there has to be a mechanism. Now, if you have the, the, the financial resources, let's you each partner comes into this joint venture already with financial resources, you probably don't have to worry so much. You know what I mean? Right. But just remember that it could be that that was the, the circumstance at the time. That's why, again, the buy-sell agreement needs to be updated, needs to be revised, it needs to be uh, modification, needs to be made because situations change. You got together with a partner, but now he or she, let's say, start developing a gambling uh, habit. Now he doesn't have the, the, the funding. Funding anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Now you need to be concerned because, hey, something happens to me. How are we going to protect my child? I have young yes. children. And this this individual now all of a sudden develop an, uh, you know some sort of uh, I'm gonna uh, have it. yeah exactly yeah. so how is my interest now gonna be protected? He no longer has the financial resources that he had when we started the venture. So how am I gonna sure. protect that? So you know, again, all of those things need to be addressed. That's why you gotta constantly be reviewing this. So how can it be uh, uh, at least? I'm going to give you two ideas. One for an eventuality of death is life insurance. It's mm-hmm. going to be cheaper than than addressing the, even if you had the financial resources. The reason is because you're for a small dollar amount, annual premiums, uh, in essence, what you're doing is shifting that responsibility to the insurance company to to pay to fund the the death with those funds are going to go ahead and buy the, the, the mm-hmm. shares. Then in the case of disability, there is actually disability buyout uh, agreements. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't talk about it, but there is a disability. Because, again, we, we think about death, but what if uh, the partner gets disabled? Right. How are you going to handle that? A health issue or something that exactly. gets them disabled, right, and they exactly. can't come back to work. Of course. He or she can no longer perform the duties and can no longer come back. Or 
it's a disability that is a long term. You know what I mean? It's a, right. what are you gonna do during that time that that partner can, cannot be uh, uh, by your side to help you continue developing the business? So there is disability bio by agreement. And one other point that I wanted to bring up uh, to the attention is that you know many times we think, well, I don't have any partners. Okay, so let's say that it's a solo practitioner. Mm-hmm. Something that, that should be taken into consideration then in that case is um, some sort of income replace. You gotta be thinking at least three, uh, at least two things. I mean, if you're a solo practitioner, at least two things. One is income replacement, and another one is overhead expenses. Mm-hmm. Something happens to you. Uh, and again, let's focus on disability. Yes. I mean, you have a disability that's gonna keep you away from your business. You're, you're, you're the sole owner of the business. You have one or two employees. You have your office, you have, let's say, some operation, okay? So something, God forbid, something happens to that individual. Now, you got to be thinking, one, is the income replacement, because during that time, I'm not going to be able to be working. So how am I going to provide for my family during that time? True. Number two is, how do I keep this business operating during my disability? Because the bills were still coming. You know I mean, you, you have employees. Absolutely. You have, and so you got to be thinking is if I have uh, a, a disability and I'm going to return to the business, I want to have something that is still going to be there when I return. So an overhead uh, type of insurance protection is what is going to help you keep the business operating while you're attending to your, your necessities to allow you then to come back. And there's a business there to come back to. To come back to. That's a very good point. Let's say that the disabilities start becoming long-term and you decide after thinking about it, listen, I don't want to return to that business. But you keep the the business uh, operating so you have an asset that you can transfer. You can sell the business still functioning. My condition is not allowing me to, to function. So I, let's say myself, uh, I can, you know, get to a point that said, Marie, I can no longer run my business. It's working. I have X number of employees. Right. Clients are being served. I have an right. office in XYZ place. You can come. Listen, this is running. All I need is somebody like yourself to take over, so I can sell that business because Absolutely. I have a, 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 a fully operating yeah. business. Exactly. I was able yeah. to continue yeah. the overhead and pay the office, pay the expenses, and now I can sell it to you. You can take over, and now there's a business, and that becomes now my income protection. Yes. No, that's that's great. This is really great, great advice for our audience. Very good so, advice. Things are uh, something to think about. So conclusion, uh, buy sell agreement, you know, don't don't ignore it. Do not. Uh, um, <laughs> I, one thing I wanted to mention, you know, the 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 insurance that does, you know, it, 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 the document itself is valid. You know I mean, the buy sell agreement, you know, you do have a legal contract. Mm-hmm. When I mentioned about the, the adding these uh, insurances, is to uh, the funding mechanism to ensure that there's going to be monies there to to execute it. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's a way to protect yourself in case of those emergencies and you have funding still coming into the business and protecting it. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. No, this was this was really great. Um, Something that I I was thinking about 
since uh, I had a conversation yesterday during my clubhouse guest appearance, and you know, I was covering about business valuation and how important that is. Um, and then one of the important, you know, questions that came up from the audience was, well, you know, with this, you know, this, a lot of collaboration happening uh, amongst people and a lot of partnerships, and how important would it be if someone actually knew their the value of their business? And my answer was like, it would be great because. If you if you find someone that is, uh, you know, is the right fit and, and, and you can do a business better together um, and each one of you knows the value of your business, how much easier would the conversation be? Because you already have that information. You don't have to figure it out and wonder and all that stuff in case they want to merge it or start something new. Um, so, yeah, business valuation was something that came up as well. And I was thinking about it while you were talking. So because we do we do the, that type of service as well for our clients. So if someone was interested. Um, so this is uh, this has been a great, great conversation. Any any last thoughts? No, you know, I guess uh, we have had a lot of good uh, conversations on the last couple uh, months. Uh, yes. You know, and I think that uh, I wanted to at least touch base on this because it is something that I know many times gets overlooked. Yeah, and it needs to be addressed uh, because the idea is to protect something that you're building, either you built or you're building. I mean, you have something there that has value, and one of the again we, we work on uh, strategies of helping businesses uh, grow, but not only grow but also how to protect that that, that growth, how yes. to make it less taxing, and then to be able to convert it eventually to liquidity something that, that that can then become part of your retirement plan so you know not to take it lightly do not uh, rely on on google documents uh it should not be something to be taken lightly i mean because yeah. again you, you're discussing here is uh a a value mm -hmm. a, an asset that really it should be something part of your financial plan that your 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 estate planning yes and so don't, don't take it uh, lightly. Do not go on the cheap on this because that's the other problem. You know, many yes. times. Don't DIY yeah. it. <laughs> find a, find a, uh, an attorney, uh, a lawyer, yeah. who can actually be that Correct. objective person helping the partners come into an agreement together because that way it's not based on emotional commitments. It's more like really someone guiding the, the partners through a process of, you know, all the possible scenarios that could happen. Yeah. And 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 that that is costly, you know. That that would be something that you would you would have to invest in, Correct. make sure that a, a proper professional is helping you through that kind of agreement build out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not rely. You know, my my part of this is to advise you about it. I can give you some uh, general overview. I uh, right. How, but you know, my role is not to draft the document for you. Right, right. I will not even that. review your document because I'm not qualified to give you you have a good document. Financial advisors are not qualified. I mean, they can advise you to have one, but it should not be your financial advisor really to be drafting. This is a legal document. Absolutely. This attorney should be the one drafting yes. it in, in somebody <laughs> that is a in essence a, a a business uh, attorney, you know, I mean, somebody that understands about business, because again, what you're doing is here is protecting against those casualties uh, yes. that could happen. It, 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 and it happens. Uh, the thing is, it doesn't get much publicity compared to divorces, but it's no it's no different than a sure. divorce. You know what I mean? Uh, when you have this dispute between uh, members at that time, how do you determine 
how are we going to dispose of these assets? Yes. See, the, you don't want to wait until that moment. You don't want to wait until the moment uh, that through a divorce proceeding that it has nothing to do with you. It's, it's, it's your partner and the spouse. But right. all of a sudden, those shares are now being transferred to the spouse. <laughs> That's true. You know what I mean? How do you protect yourself against that? That's true. So there was nothing there to to determine. Now the spouse has these shares. You know, I'm gonna go in and, and I don't know, do whatever, and you have no say on that because it, there's nothing there to protect you. Right. And even if it was just a case of let's say a disagreement, or uh, let's say one partner is no longer interested and wants to get him, get himself or herself out, it's just the same thing. You know, these types of agreements actually help make sure everything is written agreed upon right at the beginning so there's no there's no confusion there's no drama at the end it's like okay if someone is no longer interested to be part of this partnership you know this is the steps that we're going to take to 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 uh you know get out of it so um this is really great advice and then uh, you know we, we we advise you all to actually uh you know talk to an, a, a lawyer an attorney to help you put together an agreement like this uh, like a buy-sell agreement um with that, I think we are already very close to our 30, 30 minute mark and we want to be cognizant of our audience's time and their commitment. We do hope that this was very uh, valuable information for you all. Um, you know, so think of we talked about partnership, uh, buy sell agreements and how to make sure that you have the proper funding considerations done uh, right at the beginning when you, you when we form your partnerships uh, and uh, make sure that everything is in line. Um, with that, I want to leave uh, our audience with uh, uh, the thought of, <clears throat> you know, um, you are uh, the, some of the five people that you surround yourself with, and, and we hope that the two of us are part of that five, and so you should go and make sure to find your other three that will help you grow your business and make sure you're doing all the right things to get yourself to the wealth that you want to build. Um, and with that, tomorrow is Christmas. For those of you celebrating Christmas, we want to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Uh, we will be back next Thursday, as usual, just before New Year's. And so with that, we wish you a wonderful day and Merry Christmas. Pedro? Take care, everybody. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.